when, when he first started singing that, I think, is that Justin back there going? Psh, 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 psh. I was like, wow, that's pretty good. That, um, how many of you love Christmas? I love Christmas time. I love the spirit of Christmas. I love the giving. I love everything about what Christmas means. You know, some, some scholars will say, well, you know, we don't know when Jesus was born. Some say it was, it was maybe in January, could have been in December. But all I know is this, is during this time of year, there's probably no other time except for maybe Resurrection Sunday or Easter that points to Jesus. And this time, we're going to keep Christ in Christmas. Can I get an amen? And this spirit of giving, that spirit that is out there, how many of you know it's the spirit of God's love? It's his spirit. It's the Holy Spirit that wants to bring uh, blessings on your life. Can I get an amen for that? So I, I like Christmas time. I the, the little drummer boy, I remember one time when I was very young, and I'm, I'm saying somewhere around five or six years old, um, that played, and I, I, I remember weeping thinking about that. You know, the little drummer boy probably wasn't at um, the manger scene, you know, but uh, we're not going to get into all that theological stuff that we may blow your mind about, same way with the wise men. <gasps> Did I say that? Anyways, but um, as we read the Word of God and as you focus on the things of God, I want you to know that, that, that God wants to use you this time of year. He wants to use you all times, but sometimes this is a kickstart. Ladies, listen, the women's banquet is not just for you. You can invite sisters, friends, daughters, aunts to be able to come. I don't want you to think it's just for Living Word Fellowship. It's actually for others. It's a way that you can reach out to them and say, look, come, and let's, let's have some time together. Let's enjoy a, a wonderful message. Let's enjoy the spirit of Christmas together. It's not about being dressed up and wearing your finest, although if President Obama was to come today, you probably would have dressed differently. Yeah, there was a lot of you that would have dressed differently. You would have said, here is a president. Well, help me, Jesus. If George Washington was alive today or Abraham Lincoln was alive today and he was coming to the church today, you probably would have dressed differently. Can I get an amen to that one? Okay, that's a little bit better. I was getting in hot water. I was beginning to sink. I felt like Peter getting out of the boat, and I was like, oh, Jesus, I'm looking at the storm and the waves. What I'm saying is this. God says he looks at the inward appearance of the man, not the outward appearance. So when, when you can come dressed up and you can still be messed up, oh, come on, somebody. But how many of you know you can wear jeans with holes in it and you can still be messed up too? Come on, somebody. I think they pay a lot of money to get them holes in them jeans nowadays. When I was a kid, it just naturally was there. It was a hand-me-down from my brother. And we used to have these patches. I don't ever see them patches any longer. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Them, them blue jean patches. They were, they were on here, and they were on here, and they were on here. And, and Never mind. If you got your Bibles, turn with me. We're going we're gonna to get into Romans, but we're going to kind of go through some things today. I want to talk a little bit more about crowned with glory and honor. You are crowned with glory and honor. I really feel like that the Lord is, is trying to temper some things within me. I'm fast. I like to talk fast. I walk fast. I work fast. I run fast. Come on, somebody. I, I just am that way. And and I really feel like that he's just trying to slow some things down so we can catch it. How many of you can catch a 100-mile-an-hour fastball? How many of you want to catch a 100-mile-an-hour fastball? We need to pray for you. Amen? But if it's only 20 miles an hour, we can probably catch those things. So I'm going to try to slow down just a little bit today because there's a place we want to get to, and I believe God's going to begin to release some things today. So before we get started, let me, let me just pray. Father, let this be a life-changing message, that it won't just be another word, another good thing, but we'll mix this, your word, with faith today, that we have faith to be able to move mountains, faith to be able to step a little bit farther, walk a little bit farther, that those that have been knocked down can get back up today, that they'll have faith to see themselves the way you see them. That we'll be able to see others the way you see them. In Jesus' name, 
Amen. When God first made man, he made and clothed him with his glory. When God created Adam, he clothed Adam's with, Adam with his glory. How many of you know he was naked and not ashamed? He clothed Adam with the glory. In Psalms 8.5, it says, you crown him with glory and honor. And in the Psalms, in chapter 8, he talks about Jesus, but he's also talking about you. And he's talking about crowning you with glory and honor. Say, I'm crowned with glory and honor. There, there is some things there that you've got to realize there is, uh, that's going on around you. And we talked a little bit about the word crown. And it can mean, with it, from the athletic world, it can mean a championship. It can mean the crown. When they would run the race, they, they would win the prize, and it would be a crown in the, in the early Olympics. So we can look at it and think that it's like receiving a crown. We think of it something that's around your head. In Hebrews chapter 2, real quickly, I want to put up verse 10. It says, For it was fitting for him, Jesus, for whom all things and through all things, in bringing many sons to glory. Say glory. Come on, everybody. Glory. Come on. Stay with me here. Stay with the glory. I want to talk a little bit about what glory is. Because the church, I don't think we have a full revelation of glory. We can say, well, the glory of God. God, show me your glory. What is that? What is that? Show me your glory. Show me your glory. Show me your glory. Is it when the weightiness of God comes and knocks you down and you're falling out on the floor? Is it, is it when, when, when God just shows up and there's a bright light? When the angels come, is that the glory of God? And there are some different things. So I want us to, to begin to look at that real quick. Because when he created Adam, there was glory. How many of you know there was glory and there was a crown of glory surrounded by Adam? Listen to this. So that when Adam talked to the animals, do you know that, oh gosh, I'm going to preface this. In the very beginning, I believed animals were able to communicate with humans and they didn't bark or they didn't moo, or they didn't oink. Hello? I believe, why? Because, why? Because the Bible says in Genesis that the serpent told Eve something. And Eve understood what that serpent, come on somebody. And then when the fall took place, now you got dogs that bark and cows that moo. And anybody ever heard of the horse whisperer? You ever seen a movie where they're so connected with the spirit within that horse that they can walk up and touch the horse and the horse will do what it's supposed to do? Adam had glory around him that when the animals, the animals didn't eat on each other either. How would it be when a dinosaur comes up to Adam and Adam with his glory can have the dinosaur sit down? Adam was surrounded with glory. He was surrounded with a crown, not just on his head, but an aura that was around him that things happened. Well, let me say this. How many, has anybody ever seen the Chronicles of Narnia? A few of you, raise your hand. Let's say I just want a few of you. Do you know, do you know in that, in that movie, when I believe it was the, the, it was a lion, that they would come in and they would bow down to the lion? It was that way with Adam. There is a lot of scriptural meaning that you could probably see in these different movies. But there was an aura, there was a presence, there was a glory that was around Adam. And then when the, when the, when the fall came in Genesis 3, that glory was removed. Hello. And then all of a sudden they were like, oop, you're naked. You, were, you used to be naked and not ashamed. Now you're ashamed of who you are. And the first thing he wanted, they wanted to do was what? Cover themselves cover themselves. So there is that glory that, that God has. And Jesus came to restore that glory. And he talks about it in Hebrews 2.10. He came to bring many sons to glory. Say glory. If, if ladies, if you're okay with being a son of God, I'm okay with being the bride of Christ. I don't understand how that works, but it, it, that's what it is. And if, if I'm okay with that, you should be okay with being a son of God because in actuality, that's all we, what we all are, sons of God. But ladies, we're going to use it, you're a, you're a daughter of God. How about that? it make you feel a little better that, that, that you're a daughter of God. 
but but he says he wants to bring us what bringing many sons to glory say glory See, it was coming back to this glory and honor that was originally in the garden, surrounded Adam, surrounded Jesus, surrounds you, and you're walking in it, and you just don't even realize you're walking in it. I'm trying to slow down a little bit. That gets me excited. You know why? Because for years I didn't know my identity. And for years, maybe somebody hasn't pointed out that says we were created to rule. And Adam could rule because of what? Because of the glory, because of the honor that was surrounding him. He could rule and reign and have dominion. And I'm here to tell you, you can still rule and reign today. You can still have dominion over those things that come against you because you are surrounded with the glory of God. There's a good type place to say hallelujah. So let's look at the word glory real quick. As God has made man to be able to have dominion. That word glory is doxa in the Greek. You can, uh, those of you that love to study the word, look at John 5, We're not going to go there, but you just write it down. That's, that same word is there, that word, word doxa. And this word doxa is where we get actually doxology from. This was from a, a Greek scholar, Taea. I told you about him a couple of weeks ago. And that he had defined this, that glory was defined in the New Testament as an opinion or a judgment or a view. Number two, the second thing that he wrote, put down was it was opinion, uh, estimate, whether good or bad concerning someone. Now, here's what I want you to focus on. He came in and he says, concerning the New Testament, say the New Testament, the word glory is always a good opinion concerning someone. Always. You have glory around you. Can we really understand that God has a good opinion of you? Well, no, I told that I messed up, and he's watching everything that I'm doing, and he's disappointed in me. Well, let's look at this word glory because it means always a good opinion concerning one. It means resulting in praise, honor, and glory always. Say always. And then we also know what we can understand a little bit about the word glory is the third definition, which really talks about splendor or brightness. And you can see it in the New Testament. You can see it with the shepherds. Remember the, the Christmas night, the, 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 the glory of the Lord shone around and about them. There was a brightness that was there. We can see different places where the glory of God showed up. Maybe Paul on the road to Damascus, guess who showed up? The glory of God, the brightness of God, the, the, the sharpness of God, the magnificence of God, the excellence of God, the quality of God, the majesty of God, the dignity of God's grace. We can begin to see all of those different things. But I want us to begin to focus on the glory of God that means God always has a good opinion of you. When you look in the New Testament, you want to study out the Greek, and you can look at it. It's the Greek word doxa. Doxa. It's the Greek word doxa. So Hebrews 2.10, Jesus is saying, I am bringing many sons to glory. In other words, I am bringing many sons to the place where they can understand that God has a good opinion about you. See, I believe the, the enemy has veiled us not to see this. What? He's got a good opinion about you. Turn to your neighbor and say, he's got a good opinion about you. You, you got to see, see a lot of times we don't even have a good opinion about ourselves, let alone having a good opinion to thinking that God has a good opinion about us. See, it comes down to that. It comes down to Hebrews 2. If Jesus is bringing many sons to glory, then we've got to come to an understanding that God has a good opinion about us. Do you believe that? Because a lot of times the church folk. Don't believe that. Because here's what they say. They said, well, you know, Pastor, I'm just, I'm just a sinner saved by grace. I'm just a sinner. I'm just a lowly sinner. I'm a worm crawling on the ground. No. No, you're not. Because God's opinion of you is greater than that. In fact, are you a sinner or are you saved by grace? Because they don't go together, and that scripture doesn't go together. You can look it up. You're either a sinner or you're saved by God's grace. Come on, somebody. Yeah. 
That's not all one scripture that they're quoting. They're taking a piece of one and a piece of another. Yes, you are. And in Christ, I move and breathe and have my being. In Christ, I have the glory. I'm crowned with his glory. I'm crowned with his honor. He has a good opinion of me. No matter what somebody else thinks about you, God has a good opinion of me. Somebody needs to shout hallelujah. I'm telling you, we got to get a hold of this as a church. If we understand, it'll shift everything. It'll shift everything. I wrote down here, this will change my life. I put it down here this morning. I was like, God, this can actually change my life. There is, there's a mindset that most of us have and that preachers have taught, that preachers have preached and said, you know what? You're not all that. Don't think of yourself more highly than you ought to. And they preach that more than they do that you're a son and a child and you're born again and you're redeemed and you're set free and the finished work of the cross. I just say, don't you be trying to rise too much. You know why? Because a lot of the preachers that preach it don't want you to surpass them in what's going on in their life. Come on, somebody. God has anointed you. He has given you glory. He's crowned you with that good thought about yourself about others, about how God thinks about you. And we're just trying to shift that. We're trying to change that. You've been saved by God's grace, right? Let's give the Lord some praise for his grace. Come on, put your hands together for his grace, his unmerited favor. I'm saved by God's grace. In other words, I was a sinner, and when I came to Christ, I am now a child of God, but I do sin. Hello? But I'm no longer that. I am this. I'm now a child of God. Have we got any child of God in, the, in this room? Come on. We got any children of the Most High God? Hallelujah. And you are a child of the Most High God. Say, I am a child of the Most High God. And I am crowned with glory and honor. I mean, you start getting a hold of that, you have a little pep in your step. You'll even straighten up a little bit more. You pull your shoulders back a little bit. And you're off to work. I owe, I owe, I owe. So off to work I go. But you're going to go as, as, as being crowned in glory and honor. And I'm going to tell you, it won't be long. Your boss man is going to see that. Anybody been justified by faith? Anybody got peace of God? You make peace with God because we know God. Amen. Amen. Go with me to Romans 5 because this is where I wanted to get to today. I'm just setting all that up so I could give you the next hour and a half this teaching. Romans chapter 5, verse 1. He says, therefore, having been justified by faith. He didn't say, for, he didn't say you were going to be. Hello? Therefore, having been. It's already a past tense, isn't it? You're having been justified by faith. We have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. I am justified. That word justified is the same word as righteous. I am justified by faith. It's not I'm going to be, I could be when I get to heaven. Maybe if I do enough good things to be able to get to heaven, then maybe, I, maybe I'll be justified or made right with God. No, it's because of what I have received Jesus Christ and what Jesus has done on the cross for me. He's the one that justifies me. Can I get a gay man? So we, I need to be justified now. I don't need to wait till I get to heaven to be justified. Hello? So verse 2. He says, Through whom we also have obtained by our introduction by faith into this grace in which we stand. Are we standing in God's grace now? Yeah. Yeah. He goes on and he says, And we exalt in the hope of the glory of God. We exalt in the hope of the glory of God. Let me go back to verse 2. Through whom we also have obtained our introduction by faith into this grace in which we stand. We are st how, how am I standing in this grace of God? By what? Louder. By faith. By faith. Come on, somebody. It's by faith I get up in the morning. It's by faith that I get, that I put my clothes on. Come on, it's by faith that I go another day. It's by faith that I pray another prayer. It's by faith that I encourage somebody else today. It's by faith. Faith is the currency of the kingdom. No faith, you're not in the kingdom, brother. Because you've got to be saved to have faith. You've got to have faith to be saved. <laughs> I guess it works both ways. You've got to be saved. And by, by my, his grace, through faith, I am what? I'm saved. 
So you've got to have faith. Say faith. He goes on and he says, we exalt in the hope. That word is glory of God. How about if I replace that word and said, we exalt in the good opinion of God? I can, I can take that out. That's not doing what people say. Well, don't be replacing and changing the word. That is the word. We exalt in the what? Hope of the good opinion of God. How many of us, how many of us have understood that? I exalt in the hope of God's good opinion of me. You can look it up for yourself. But I've studied it out. I've looked at it. I can't squeeze anything else out of it but that. God has a good opinion of you. God, the one that all I knew God was, was in the B.C. comic strips. Anybody know what I'm talking about? There was these comic strips, and it was B.C. before Christ, and they were showing the guys, you know, back in the Stone Age, and they were inventing the wheel, and they were having a conversation, and pfft. Does any, who knows the B.C. comic strips? Okay, you guys know a little bit of what I'm talking about. And all of a sudden, there was a grease spot. That's the only God I knew when I was growing up as a kid. Because I'd read the comic strips, and I was like, ooh. Praise God for Jesus. Amen? So we, he's got a good opinion of you. That glory, that word is still doxa. That word glory is still doxa. The word hope, let's park right there just a minute. We exalt in the hope. Say hope. Come on, tell somebody hope. Hope is confident, write this down, confident expectation of good. It's confidence. That If you look it up in the Greek, it's a confidence. It's the confident expectation of good. Hope is the confident expectation of good. Anybody got some hope going on? How many of you are like, well, I, I hope I have enough money to have dinner this afternoon. Or I hope I have enough money to put gas in my car. You're not hoping that you're going to go out there and the thing's going to be empty. You're going to go out there and hope that there's some supernatural gas filling going on. Somebody done broke in the middle of the night and filled my tank up with gas. <laughs> Wouldn't that, isn't that cool? I mean, God can do that. He did it with oil. He supernaturally filled one pot after another pot after another pot after another pot. I'm telling you, there's been times in my life where I didn't even know God, but yet I had hope. I had a confident expectation of something good is going to happen to me today. Something good is going to happen today. I'm going to get a promotion today. I'm going to get a raise today. Something good is going to happen today. I'm going to meet my sweetheart today. Something good to me is going to happen to me today. Can I get an amen? See, that's what he's talking about. He said, we need to exalt in the hope, not only the hope of that, but the glory of God, the good expectation that God loves you, he cares for you, and then he has got a good opinion of you. I need to be getting up in the morning going, hey, my daddy's got a great opinion of me today. I'm going to go be his kid. I'm going to be his kid at home. I'm going to be his kid at work. I'm going to be his kid at the grocery store. I'm going to be his kid at the gas station. I'm going to be his kid wherever I go because I got hope good things are happening for me today because my daddy loves me. He's got a good opinion of me. He thinks I am wonderful. He thinks I am magnificent. He doesn't think I'm broke, busted, or disgusted. He knows that he loves me and cares for me. He doesn't think I can just, I don't know if you can get by, son. You're just a worm. You're just a worm waiting on the enemy to come around and step on us. Or maybe, maybe the enemy's going to take us and put us on a twig and put us in one of those little jars. Put a lid on the jar, punch little holes in there. Doo, 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 doo. So the enemy can look at us through the glass and go, hey, you're just a worm. Just a worm. I have confident expectations something good's going to happen to me today. Oh, come on. Can you have that? That's what Jesus came. He came to bring this for the children. Let's, let me look at Romans 5. Let's look at a couple more scriptures. See, the more you believe that God has a good opinion of you, it will result in praise, honor, and glory. The more you have an opinion, 
and you believe that opinion that God has a good opinion of you, the more it will result in praise, honor, and glory. Can I get an amen for that? Romans 5, look at verses 3, 3 and 4 and 5. I'll just read through 9 here. Verse 3. And not only this, but we also exalt in our tribulations. Oh, man. That word tribulations isn't just bad things happening to you. If you look that word up in the Greek, it means pressure. I'm under pressure. Anybody got any pressure? Guess what happens when you're under pressure? When you got the squeeze going on, it shows what's inside. God's, God's not causing the pressure. He can work through that pressure. If your opinion is good and you know his opinion of you is good and you're under pressure, then you know God's not just trying to squeeze the snot out of you. I'm going to squeeze him till he turns blue. That's not God. See, if we're thinking about God, he's just going to squeeze us. Oh, I got him in the headlock. Oh, it's like, it'd be like, Dad, what are you doing? Oh, shut up, son. I got you in the headlock. I'm going to see how you react. What? There's some people that have an opinion of God like that. He's going to turn you loose in the backyard and see whether or not that, that pit bull is going to tear you up and say, see, son, I told you to be better. We laugh, but it's true. There are people out there who's just like, you know, God's just going to slap you around. God has a good opinion of you. Say good opinion. He goes on and he says, this, this tribulation or this pressure, knowing that tribulation brings about what? Perseverance. In other words, the pressure that you're going through, the difficulty that you're going through, is gonna, it's going to cause something good if you'll let it. Oh, come on, somebody. It's going to cause something good if you let it. That word tribulation not only means pressure, but it means like crowd. You ever been in a crowd? Anybody feel uncomfortable when you're elbow to elbow and there's 60,000 people and they're going on Black Friday and there's only one thing and you look around and there's 30,000 people to get that one, one scooter and you're going to go, oh my gosh, and, you, and you're in pressure. And, and I mean, there's been all sorts of stuff happen. People shoot people and beat people up and, and run over people and steal stuff from people and all of that other stuff. Tell me, that's, that's some tribulation. So I just want to say congratulations if you survived Black Friday. So, I've, you know, now they're changing it to, I guess it's not Black Friday. Maybe it's pre-Black Thursday. <laughs> Pre-Thursday. So you, you get to that place where you're crowded, you're under pressure, and he says, guess what this causes? It causes something, perseverance. And verse 4, and perseverance causes proven character. And proven character causes what? Come on, everybody. Come on, everybody. That's right. You're like, oh, no, you ain't got the words up on the screen. It causes hope. Say hope. It causes hope. It causes hope. It causes hope. It causes confident expectation of something good is going to happen. And he goes on and he says, and hope does not disappoint. Well, I, 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 I think we give too much to hope deferred. And we stop hoping. We give too much credit to that. You know, there's a scripture that says, if you don't put wood on the fire, it's not going to burn. Well, pastor, I'm just, you know, everybody's, everybody's this, everybody's that, everybody's gossiping. Hey, they're talking about you. They're talking bad about you. Well, don't put wood on the bar, fire and it won't burn. Well, I ain't got no hope. I ain't got no hope. Our country's got no hope. There's no hope. No hope. I don't know what to do. Ain't no hope. There ain't no hope, bro. Ain't no hope. I don't want to do. There ain't no hope. Ain't no hope. Just hopeless situation. Hopeless people. Hopeless world. Hopeless time. Jesus, come get us out of here because there ain't no hope. Well, don't put wood on the fire and it's not going to burn. No, I got some hope. I don't know what you're doing, but I'm not, I'm not burning that. I'm burning with God. Come on, somebody. I'm going to burn with some hope. I want to come back in and those that are hopeless and say, wait a minute, there is hope. There's good expectations. Something good is going to happen to you today. And God has a good opinion of you. Although your mama and your brother and your sister and all the mothers might think you're the black sheep of the family, I'm telling you, God don't think you're the black sheep of the family. There's hope. Say hope. And he goes on and he, and he says this hope does not disappoint. Because of why? Because the love of God has been poured out within our hearts through the Holy Spirit who was given to us. And verse 6 says, while we were still helpless, at the right time Christ died for the ungodly. 
Verse 7, for one will hardly die for a righteous man, though perhaps for a good man, maybe, someone would dare even to die. He goes on to verse 8 and he says, but God demonstrates his own love towards us that while we were in this hopeless state, while we were in this state of sinners, not saved by God's grace, bad, going to hell, no hope, nothing going on, everything's going on in our life that's terrible, it's not producing anything but bad fruit. When we're, while we were in that state, he says Christ died for us. In verse 9, and he goes on, and he talks about, let me read it. Much more than having now been justified by his blood, we shall be saved from the wrath of God through him. Uh, I don't want to go there, Father. Everybody's talking about the wrath of God. I got news for you. You're a believer and follower of Christ. You ain't having the wrath of God. If you are, then let's rip this out. Let's just come right over here. Take that little piece. Rip it out of the Bible. Okay. Now we're going to deal with it. No. No, no. I mean, when I think about that, and I look and I said, I am now justified, made right by the blood of Jesus Christ. Not by my blood, but by his blood. I am made right. I'm justified by Jesus Christ. And now what? There is no more wrath for you. Woohoo! I'm like, hallelujah. You want to you get over some hope? Start thinking about that. Meditate on that. And that's, you know why? Because God has a good opinion of you. You're a son and a daughter. What's he going to do? Don't throw down lightning bolts? I told you, boy. I just took Shorty out, Jesus. I took him out. Jesus like, Dad, why you do that? <laughs> I died, shed his blood. He said, oh, let's get him back. <laughs> let's rewind that picture. Because what happens is that married people, listen, married people, a lot of times you think there's no hope for your situation. A lot of times you might think there's no hope for your children. You might think there's no hope for your grandchildren, whatever that might be. If you're single, sometimes you think, well, I'm single, there ain't no hope for me. No, I'm telling you, God values you very, very much. Whether you're married, whether you're single, no matter what's going on, you've been justified by his blood. Don't sell yourself short. I'm tired of listening to the body of Christ sell themselves short and think that they're no good, they're not worthy of anything, they can't do anything. I'm here to tell you, it's just the opposite. When you know he's got a good opinion of you, when you know, I don't want to sin, I don't want to sin, and I do sin, and I don't want to sin, and there's times where I do, and I don't want to do, and Paul said, man, there's things that I don't want to do, and I keep doing, I don't want to do, and I want to do it. And when we understand the glory of God, and we understand that he has a good opinion of us, and we understand that there is hope in every situation and every circumstances. Now I can begin to rise up and I can begin to say, hey, wait a minute. I'm hearing from the Father. I'm hearing from the throne room. I'm hearing what Jesus is saying. I'm hearing what the Holy Spirit is saying. And there are some good things coming my way. And the glory and honor I am walking in, that they walked in then, I'm walking in today. I can have and use that glory and honor. I can hear the good things that God's saying about me. Well, guess what? I'm hearing the good things he's saying about you. Well, you're a prophet. You're a prophet and you know all the bad. Well, maybe I don't have this, that side of the prophet. Maybe I just have the other side. This says all things are possible to him that believe. Let me prophesy to you. That he says you can be more than a conqueror. He says you can be the head and not the tail. Above only, not beneath. You can operate in glory and honor. Somebody say glory and honor. Come on, somebody say glory and honor in the house today. It's glory and honor. You can begin to operate in that glory and honor today. You got to be secure in that glory and honor. You got to be secure in who you are in God. I'm saved. Somebody said, I'm not perfect. I'm saved, brother. I'm not perfect. I'm saved. I'm not perfect. I'm saved. But if I am perfect, it's only because of what Jesus has done to make me perfect. Can I get an amen? Come on. Give the Lord some praise in the house. Hallelujah. you got to set a value on yourself. Remember we talked about it in Leviticus where the priest sets the value last week? Where the priest sets the value. You, God has set a value on you. 
and it's a good value. Come on, somebody. It's a good value. You have God's favor. Anybody got God's favor? You're going to have God's favor. You got God's favor. I walk in the favor of God. People are like, well, how are you doing this? I'm like, it ain't me. It sure isn't my education or because I'm smart. It's because I'm connected to the one that is. Come on, somebody. And the favor of God is on your life. God has a good opinion of you, and that's the glory and honor. The question is, is you need to be secure in yourself. How are you? How are you doing? What's going on there? Don't you know that you're loved? Don't you know that you matter? Don't you know that you're important? We serve the Lord with humility. We serve the Lord with honor. We serve the Lord with gladness. And today, you can look at it. I'm, I challenge you, anybody watching us by the Internet or whatever, they can go in and look it up. Look up the Greek, look up the Hebrew. We'll get into that in a few more weeks on the glory on, the, on Hebrew and what it is, what it looks like, what it isn't, what it is. We'll, we'll, we'll break all that down. Say glory and honor. Turn to somebody and say, you just kind of glory and honor on me. <laughs> he's just kind of, it's, it's like a glow. It's just like a glory and honor. It's just like, woo. You know, Moses went up on the hill, you know, and it was like he come back glowing. What was he glowing with? It wasn't a light bulb. He didn't swallow a bunch of, you know, a bunch of what are those little bugs that fly around with lightning, fire lightning bugs or whatever. He didn't swallow a bunch of them and was glowing. It was the glory and honor that was all over him. Amen. I want to take a minute here and we want we believe in what the word says and we want to do what the word says. And it says to give honor to who honors do. We passed out to you today uh, kind of with a living worship, worship, living word, fellowship, worship, praise and worship team, some information there, just so you can get to know people a little bit better, just so you can get to understand people a little bit better. How many of you know as we continue to grow and, and operate as a family, we want to learn more about each other. We want to learn the good. I don't really want to learn the bad. Let's just learn the good. Amen? I mean, we need to see people the way God sees people. And I, I'm just am honored. I'm very thankful. Shelly and I have been here for 16 years, and some of you have been here this long time with us. And I, I just, truthfully, I just can't believe that it's 16 years. Richard, would you guys go ahead and pull that podium? Shelly, will you come up with me, please? Pretty, please. Pretty, please. We want to be able to bring the praise and worship team up. And listen, listen. Hear our heart here. They come in. They practice an hour early. They stay later. They have certain different practice times. They go through music. They go through all sorts of stuff. They come, whether you're in bed sleeping or whether you're here, whether you're worshiping, whether you're sitting, whatever it might be, they have come to lift up the Lord. They've come to minister to God. And I am so very grateful and thankful for them to be able to be here. So that's why we brought the kids in. We want them to see the glory and honor that, that they should deserve. Praise the Lord. Well, team, come on up here. <clears throat> this is something that we've uh, been wanting to do, and, and we're starting with the praise and worship team, and we're over the next few months we're going to take time to honor those that are serving here at Living Word Fellowship just to out of gratitude and thankfulness and appreciation to be able just to give them a, a tiny little token of our appreciation that I know you guys feel and that we feel. So we're starting with the praise and worship team. And uh, this morning, uh, how many of you saw the little information? We just wanted to give you some fun little facts and some interesting things about uh, each of the team. And this morning, you know, as I, as I look up here, um, we're going to go through here. And, and I'm going to, Marvin, how long have you been on the team? About 16 years. So, six, so he's been with us the whole 16 years. Well, what's, what's the most fun or the most interesting thing that you like about being on the team? Well, it's, it's, it's an honor to be on this team. It really is. And playing with the musicians, fine musicians, let's put it that way, and, and our fearless leader here, Tatum, you know. It's, it's nice working with her, it really is. Thank you, Marvin. And Debbie, how many years for you? Twenty-five and a half years. Twenty-five and a half years. Well, I knew you'd been here long before us, so... Uh, you're one of the veterans here, 
So we say thank you. And, and what's one of your favorite things? I find it not only an honor, it's a privilege. And I've said that many times, that it's a privilege. As a trumpet player, you know, it's not something I can do out in the congregation. And so it's just a privilege to be on the team and allow the Lord to use me in that fashion and be able to sing now, too. I didn't always get to sing. <laughs> Thank you, Debbie. And, and our amazing leader, Miss Tatum Marlatt. I know how many years, but I'm going to let you say how many years and what your most favorite and how, how many years leading, too. Well, I... Um, was on the team with Jeff and Lucinda, some of you know them, years ago. I was in high school, and then I went to college, and then Bryce and I moved back in 97. And I was been on the team since then, and then I became worship leader in, well, it was 13 years last month, or, yeah, October, 13 years in October. But so, I don't know, 2017 and 20 years, somewhere around there, Yay. total. <laughs> Um, I don't know. I guess my favorite, there's a lot of different things, but I, I mean, you guys have seen me grow up because I was young, young when I, you know, I mean, so I've matured a lot and just come into a relationship with God and you guys have watched me do that. I mean, you hit a lot of wrong notes. You say a lot of bad things and being up here for 14 years, <laughs> you guys have given me a lot of grace. Um, there used to be a, a heavy burden on my shoulders that, I was responsible for the people entering into the presence of God, and and people say that, you know. But in reality, you don't need me to enter into his presence because Jesus already did that. And when I got a revelation of that, it was like freeing because you can choose to come in and enter his presence, but um, we live there all the time, and I hope that I want to... Um, be a body that lives in the presence all the time and we come together and we bring his presence. You don't need me. You don't need awesome musicians. Yes, it's fun and it is a corporate anointing, but when I got that revelation that I wasn't leading you, I mean, I know I, know I lead you, but that it wasn't my responsibility to get you in the presence of God. It was freeing for me because Jesus already did that. You don't need me. You can go into your home and enter into his presence there. But it's just fun to see people set free through worship because that is, we minister to God, and then, you know, he just ministers to us. And I just love to worship him, and I love to see you guys worship. And um, I don't know what else to say, but God is good, and thank you guys. I, I want to say, I know they have lots to say, but I love these people up here. They're my second family. I mean, Debbie, she's known me since I was little. <laughs> little little she was my music teacher in elementary school at Sharon Mitchell um you know Susan and I were pregnant with Kate and Sean together and our boys have grown up and I mean of course Aunt Nita's known me my whole life Nita's my aunt you know and so these people are like my second family I love them dearly and I appreciate every single one of them so Now, now she said that we don't need, but I do. I don't know about her. I, I love having them, and church wouldn't be the same without them. So I need them, but I understand the concept of what you're saying because I, I love to enter and worship together as a body, as a family. So, Jade, you're the newest one. So how long have you been with us here on the team? Since September. Since September. Yay. What's your favorite part? Well, I love music. That's like a passion of mine. And just, um, it's just amazing being up here and just like, it's a whole different aspect. And just watching everyone, especially getting to see some new people come in and you notice them, you know, entering in and just, especially all these people up here working with, we have great laughs in the back and just. Have fun all together, and yeah. Amen. Building new relationships, aren't you? Yes. Okay, Mr. Steve Taylor. How what? many years? Three years. Uh, I, it's just a, it is a privilege being up here with all these people because these are some super people, and uh, it's, it's fun. This is my fun. Uh, I'm just blessed God's allowed us to do this. That we get to come up here and we watch and we play and uh, we get to see your faces and, and uh, 
So it's just an uplifting experience for us too. Thank you, Steve. Amen. Okay, Miss Nita, how many years? It's been about 19 years, I think, 18, 19, something like that. And recently I, I had heard or I saw something on social media about praise and worship, and it was a little negative and about how uh, it was all about the hype and about the talent and all that. And I thought, boy, they haven't been to our church because I know this whole praise and worship team, we all have a heart of worship. So that's why we're up here because we love God. We love when we're up there, you know, it's all about him. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Whoops. Okay, Ms. Angela, how many years were you? I think nine years. I'm not sure. I lost count. <laughs> it is so much fun. I think it's been about nine years. And um, my favorite thing is being with these people. Um, I love praise and worship on my own, you know, by myself. It's just me and God, and I connect with God. But when we all get together, and we learned a new song this morning, and it was rough. It was rough when we started. But, you know, as as we gelled together and the music started to build and, and we this one came in here and this one came in there and everybody is just like, it came together in a cohesive fashion. And you heard that song this morning, you know, it's Christmas time. And that is amazing to, to, to be with this group and to feel all of that come together and all of us taking that and giving it to God. And then God giving back to us. It's just it's a give and a take, a push and a pull from heaven that we bring heaven to earth and we push that back to back to heaven to him. Amen. Thank you. Well, I know the time frame's about the same there, huh? Well, actually Angela was yeah. <laughs> Angela was on the team first because she had better talent than I did. You know, she can play an instrument. You know, so I, but the Lord gave me a voice, you know, that that was for his glory and to sing, you know, for his. So I love to sing because of what he gave me. You know, it's not as I didn't develop this voice or as music teacher or anything. He did. And it's for his glory. And, and you know, for me, I think the, my best thing on church is that we're out there in the world every day. But on Wednesdays, I told this to Tatum and them the other day. He said, you know, I can't wait till Sunday or Wednesday gets here because we get to be with family. That's the best thing. Amen. Amen. Thanks, God. Okay, Delbert. Hi there. Um, I think about 15 years. I come on right after you guys come, and then I laid out about a year. Um, then before that, I was on the soundboard for about four years, I think. Um, you know, you kind of forget when you get yeah, older. <laughs> anyway, it's about standing there in the awesomeness of God, watching the people enter in. Um, it's receiving his blessing. You know, when we come out that door, we come out that door not as a group, but as one. Amen. We're one together. It's Amen. awesome. I can't quit. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Okay, Miss Susan. Um, I've been around 16 years, I think, also. Um, and I had something really profound that I was going to say. But and it left. It, yeah, as I was listening to all these people, it never came back to me. So, but no, um, I really, you know, it's just a part of who I am. And if you all didn't let me come do this, I don't think I could make it. Um, you know, it's just, it's part of who I am, and you can only do so much personal worship, uh, you know, but, but when everybody comes and everybody brings their piece of God, then it's a whole different thing, and it's, it's, a, it's, a, whole, it's a whole new thing. We love you. Yes. We love all of you so much. Yes, stand. And show your appreciation to our amazing, not just a team, but, but this, is, this is our family here. And, you know, we just want to thank you for, uh, for using your gifts for his glory. Thank you for using his gifts, and we get to be a part, and we get to experience God because you guys are obedient to use your gifts. And so we thank you for that. And we just have a, a 
a small token of appreciation here to to give you and just our way of saying thank you and we've got Tatum here would you take some pictures please it's just a certificate of appreciation and it says this certificate is presented, is presented to Tatum Marlette in recognition, recognition of your outstanding dedication to the LWF Praise and Worship team. We honor you for your sacrifice and commitment to the Lord. Thank you for blessing us with your musical gifts and talents as you worship the Lord. Thank you for taking us into the presence of God through worship. We esteem you on this, the 30th day of November in the year of 2014 at Living Word Fellowship Church. So. Thank you. Okay, we're, we're just, he's, we'll give him out as he's got him, Nita. We thank you so much. We appreciate you, and we're so grateful and, and thankful. Jade, thank you, sweetheart, for coming on and joining us. Bless you. Steve, right here in front. Thank you so much. Thank you. Angela, thank you so much. Okay. <laughs> Give Marvin a hand. Thank you, Marvin. Debbie Brawley. Give Debbie a hand. We love you. We thank you. Okay, now we're back down here. Shorty, thank you so much. Delbert, thank you so much. Susan, thank you so much. And Vernon, Vernon was not able to be here today. He was in, in the city with family, but we say thank you to Vernon for being a part of the team also. And, and, uh, so let's stand to our feet. Let's honor the praise and worship team one more time. And, and we just tell the Lord thank you for uh, blessing us with this amazing team. Amen. So uh, I think that's it. So you guys be blessed. Have a, have a great week. And remember, Wednesday night is another night of hosting the presence with our DVD series. So we'd love to have you here. And the kids are practicing for their... Uh, for their specials that will be starting on Sunday. So have your kids here too on Wednesday to practice. So God bless you. We love you. And thank you for, for honoring the team with us. Amen. Thank you guys.